Hey everyone, welcome back to your favorite travel podcast, Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. We are here tonight to talk about a very, very special episode, and uh, this is Maui, Hawaii. And you might think, well, what's so special? It's Hawaii. Lots of people know about Hawaii. Well, this wasn't just any trip to Hawaii. This was uh, a give back trip. And we're going to let David and Nicole share about that now. So, uh, first things first, a little bit about Maui. Um, obviously, everybody's heard of it. Uh, most people have tried to go to Hawaii somehow, some way. And we went to Maui a few years ago. We tend to be, as we've said before, Caribbean-oriented. I'm not uh, in love with the fact of going on a 5- to 10-hour plane trip to say, hey, I'm still in the country. And things are a little bit expensive there. But in any event... Maui's a beautiful island, and when we went a few years ago, another story we'll tell for another day, but the short version is that we got to know a little bit of West Maui. We stayed um, outside of Lahaina, and we spent a lot of time in Lahaina, and thanks to my cousin Kay and her uh, 40th birthday wish a celebration that lasted 10 years, a story we'll tell later on, we got to spend time there. So that's... Um, Really all anybody needs to know about Maui. Now, the question is, why did we go? On this trip, uh, I got an email on August 11th from a company called Trilogy Excursions. And that was this year, right? That was this year, August 11th. It was days after the Maui wildfires that destroyed the town of Lahaina. I'm looking at a picture of it now that we got an email, and it's devastating. It's really you know, horrible. Um, but we got an email from Trilogy Excursions who we had gone on a couple of years ago, a whale watching tour with. And their email said, basically, don't believe everything you're seeing, hearing and reading. Yes, there is devastation. Yes, there is tragedy. But the fact of the matter is 95% of our nation, our island's income comes from tourism and now is not the time we need people to stop coming. We would like you to continue to travel. Um, their position was stay away from West Maui, particularly Lahaina. Be respectful. Be uh, considerate. Understanding that you know there's going to be some later sh labor shortages. It, things are going to go slow. Um, you know, service is going to be a little bit slower, and they might not be as cheerful as normal. They are still hurting. So, and in their email, they told us that they have 168 employees in the company that don't know what they're going to do. 33 of them lost their homes. They lost a boat because when the fires started coming, they started to um, unmoor all their boats from docks and try to get them out into the ocean. And uh, they, but they ended it with a plea, you know, if you can afford to help, please do. If you can afford to come, please do. And the commitment we've made to each other and traveling and whatnot. So here it is on August 11th. And immediately we both thought, well, what could we do? So we picked up our calendars and we looked at where is there an open weekend for both of us in the near future. And as fate would have it, it was literally a month later. We went on the... 16th I think of September and we booked a trip and in fact what we did was we booked two 
Um, we wanted to go and do what we could and give back. Uh, that's what a lot of our travel is about. And of course, everyone is thinking, oh, don't go to Hawaii, don't go to Maui. And the flights looking four or five weeks ahead on Southwest Airlines were extremely reasonable. Now, again, we have a companion pass. We're in a special situation. But I was able to secure a flight four weeks out for less than $415 round trip to Maui with one stop each way, which is less unbearable than multiple stops, which we did the last time. And with Nicole's companion pass, it cost us $425 for two round trip tickets to Maui and for just a couple days. And so immediately the job falls on Nicole. Okay, find us a place to stay. Um, and then Nicole took over with why we went uh, and, and turned it into one of the most heartfelt vacations of our life. Yeah, so the, the first task was to find um, some place to stay. And a lot of the resorts um, have opened up their doors to the residents, who, the Lahaina residents who lost their homes. So a lot of those were full, are full, understandably. Um, but I found a fabulous uh, Airbnb in South Maui in um, Kihei, and that is pr- spelled K-I-H-E-I because I had to actually look up the pronunciation, pronunciation because I had no idea how to say that. Um, but I found one for $99 a night. You know, and at that point, it's like, you know, what does it really matter what it is, I mean, we aren't going there for a fun vacation. And, um, you know, so after the fees, it's it still, you know, I mean, of course, you know, Airbnb, you have all the fees. And it was uh, still $200 a night. Uh, very, very reasonable for Maui. Because Maui's one of the more expensive islands in the chain. Um, Maui's beautiful we loved it when we went um so there's a lot to see uh he he kind of downplayed it with the whole that's all you need to know you know there's the road to hana with you know waterfalls and things and you know we'll go into that more on a on a podcast episode where we actually talk about our our trip before uh but you know you can see the whales the whales go there to uh birth their calves and um you can uh, go up to the uh, top of the volcano and see the sunrise. Most beautiful sunrises we have ever seen have, were in Maui. Um, so I did the research and found a place to stay, um, got us lined up on that. And then I started looking up what other ways can we help besides just going and spending our tourist dollars. I, I think we should do more. So I, I looked up ways to help, and um, Maui Food Bank had a list of uh, things they needed. And I knew that things on the islands are more expensive than what we can get here on the mainland. So I took that list, and um, I went shopping with the HEB partner discount. that happened to, They happened to have a discount of 25% at the time. So I went and hit a bunch of HEB products. Um, Plus, and, we also have an HEB credit card, so we get a little bit cash back on items we purchase from there that are HEB brand or Hill Country Fair brand. or you know. Yeah, so unfortunately, their system messed up on half of the order, so we only got half of the 
discount, but you know, at, at any rate, we um, because of Southwest Southwest's generous baggage policy, they allow two carry-ons, um, well, a carry-on and a personal item, and two checked bags per person. So I knew we could get two. We could get two bags per person for sure. And then possibly in one of the carry-ons if we could really pack light for ourselves. So that was my goal. So I went and, you know, spent, you know, uh, well, I won't even say how much. But it, I packed the bags so carefully and I got, you know, I varied it because of the Maui Food Bank. Things I didn't even think about like... Um, feminine hygiene products, uh, diapers, you know, in addition to the, you know, like canned meats, uh, canned chicken, spam, spam's a huge thing in Hawaii. They love spam. So I absolutely had to get spam. So do you, by the way, she was dying to go to McDonald's for their spam sandwich at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, they have spam on their breakfast menu at McDonald's in Hawaii. Little known fact, really fun. Um, but I got the bags packed. You have to 50 pound limit all the bags were so we had so this was fun so we roll up to fortunately i'm a list preferred on southwest and so we went to the special counter where we get to go ahead and we give the lady our ids and our information and start putting the bags on all four checked bags weighed at least 47 pounds and all were under 49 pounds all four of them she got under the limit so that oh. it didn't cost us anything extra. It was just right there at the we, edge. Yeah. It was, it was truly a testament to greatness in packing the way she did that. And um, we I told learned the, from my brother, Stephen. He's, he's a great packer. We did tell the lady at the counter, you know, what we were doing and whatnot. And she was, the, it was early in the morning, so I think she wasn't quite understanding. But yeah, we basically had about 200 pounds in bags, which is the limit we were allowed. And at, when we got to Maui the next day and we went to the food bank, we don't, we emptied all uh, three suitcases and a duffel bag into a shopping cart. And they have a massive scale in the food bank. And there was a fourth suitcase that the wheel had kind of cracked and broken a little bit. So Nicole's thought was, well, we'll just give the suitcase too. But surely somebody going to the food bank could use a suitcase like that more than we could. So the whole shopping cart of four bags and the fifth bag with was after subtracting was 190 pounds. Right. They subtracted the weight of the shopping cart. They subtracted so the weight of the shopping cart. Only the weight of the food. And remember, the 50 pounds per bag we had also included the weight of our suitcases. So that I got that close. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Minus the... Um, and, it was pretty good. And, and they, they were, were very grateful. You know, and they baby were, food. There was even baby, baby food. Baby food, diapers, uh, tons of things. They were very grateful. And we, we'll take a step back because so we got to the island and there was a sporting event on TV I wanted to watch. And Nicole found a pretty cool local bar near where our Airbnb was. So we headed there first. And I got to say that the tourist reviews of this bar were not good but the locals reviews of this bar were good so it's like well that's where i want to go because that's where the locals go yeah sometimes you got to trust those locals right yeah that's one of the foundations of what we do when we go on trips is we don't want to do 
touristy things. We dropped Turks and Caicos podcast recently, and everybody loves Grace Bay. Well, and, and, and someone asked for advice, and Nicole said, well, you can go to Grace Bay. You don't need a rental car, and you won't see much of the island. Everything you want is there and all the tourists. And we went and saw all the other bays, which we believe were more beautiful than Grace. But same thing. So we get to the bar. Diamonds and Bar and Grill. Diamonds Bar and Grill. She's she's <laughs> getting prepared. And uh, we get to Diamonds, and we sit down at the bar. And Jossie, the bartender, she was great, very friendly, very helpful. Um, but, of course, Nicole strikes up a conversation with the man sitting next to her who says, hey, are you guys from here? No. You know, what are you doing here? And we decided we'd be honest. And because we feel we felt very strongly that, you know, a company we did business with in Maui sent us an email and said, please come. And we can and we could. So we did. But we didn't just come there to lay on the beach for three days and spend a lot of money on alcohol. Not that we didn't do that. <laughs> but we came to give back a little bit because it's we've hit the point where we can. So Nicole proceeded to tell our new friend Eric about what we were doing and why we were there and what the next day was going to be about. And he couldn't thank us enough. And, and he started giving us tips of other places where it could go that were doing different um, benefits to support or ways of supporting Lahaina um, within just even the, the Kihei area. So, you know, like it's a small little, I mean, it's a town. Um, yeah. So it was like all right there. And uh, he, I was like, he, we're only here for the weekend. I, that's too many stops <laughs> but some of the things he told us were so fantastic and it's so good to see it you know we, i went to the restroom and on on the toilet hold uh paper holder they had a flyer saying maui strong with advertising some events that were coming up on the weekend local bars in kihei were hiring lahaina musicians to play for free they weren't paying them but they had tip jars out you know saying look you want to come play here and do what you can um, it was, and remember, the entire island has been hit because even the areas that weren't hit by fire, they've lost tourism dollars. So even though these businesses have lost income themselves, they're still doing whatever they can to support Lahaina, their, their people, you know. It, I, it reminds me a lot of what we saw more locally when we had like Katrina come through. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the way Houston and all the other cities right around, you know, New Orleans and Louisiana just really picked up and supported a lot of those people. Well, and so, you know, of course, we're we're blessed to be in the situation where we can do something. And we did. So that led to one of the funnier moments, because after the sporting event and a couple of drinks, we we're trying to figure out what to do next. And our new friend, Eric, the local, uh, had given us some ideas. And I said to nicole i said um i said hey maybe we should go back to the hotel <laughs> and nicole says you mean the hotel we aren't staying at because we're at an airbnb neither of which we have been to because we came straight to a local favorite dive bar i was like yeah that hotel <laughs> i actually recently asked him why he hates our bed and he was like i never said that it was like and then he got it, like, because we're never home. <laughs> so, uh, 
so we did so that was and then we hit a couple of bars and restaurants at night we had some good food we went to uh on recommendation we went to well we were gonna go to three's bar and grill but you liked you wanted to try uh lava bar lava rock bar and grill lava rock bar and grill um it was okay uh the views great and it's in a really cool little area that has shopping and several bars and a couple of restaurants. Um, yeah, to be honest, service was a little slow, but you know they made up. They they came back and did better later. Especially and, when the so the waitress was actually like almost forty years old, looked about twenty five. That's the one thing we started noticing about some of the Hawaii locals was like everybody looks a lot younger than they really are. And she turns out she had emigrated there from Brazil, and um, she found out why we were there, and she was very pleased. And then we had a long conversation, and so we had a good time there, and the food was good. Um, and then the pork quesadillas were excellent. Oh. I mean, pork um, is huge in Hawaii, right? Obviously. If you're going to go to Hawaii, make sure you like pork, and. It, also, it'd be a good idea to not have had a ton of pork previously to going there. <laughs> uh, a year ago, we uh, hosted a daughter's wedding and wound up with about 7,500 pounds of leftover pork that we ate for a long time, and then we declared pork off limits. But the pork quesadillas were outstanding. The drinks were good. Like she said, the view was nice because you're on the deck, and the deck was looking out to the west, and you could see one of the other islands. And the islands looked mountainous a little bit, and the sun went down in the gap. It was pretty we, now uh, I now I feel bad about feeding y'all pork right before no. you left to go to Hawaii. <laughs> if you had, <laughs> no, that was it was good, and uh, and that was just the first night. Yeah, and we finally got to go to our Airbnb, you know, the discounted Airbnb, which turned out to be excellent. Oh, um, one of the best Airbnbs we've stayed at. Yeah, it was you know full kitchen everything included i will say if you stay at this one and you know i'll give you the name but you need to bring your own um toiletries like shampoo and conditioner because they don't provide that uh but you can just pick it up at the local drugstore that is like a mile away so it's not it's not that big a deal um but where we stayed was the kihei bay vista which is uh owned or managed by sunny Maui vacations and um, Courtney was our contact with with them and she was phenomenal I mean she kept checking on us how is there anything else we can do you know did you have any problems she was really really great and it was right across the street from this small uh, beach so because it was a small beach there weren't a lot of people there so it was like the most people that were there were maybe 10. Not even, I don't think. Besides us. You know, at, it was it was very, very small. At one point, we found our spot. There was a couple to our right. There was a family of three to our left and another family of four strolled by. But I don't think they were all there at the same time. It was very secluded. And again, it faced west. We went out there thinking we'd be there for a couple hours in the afternoon on Friday. And we stayed till sundown, um, which at in mid-September was about seven o'clock ish give or take the the airbnb was extremely spacious there's a master bedroom with a queen-size bed 
There's a pull-out sofa with a full-size bed. They even have an air mattress. They had beach chairs in the closet, coolers. They had a little, uh, Nicole took to calling it a veranda, which most people would call a little porch, uh, second no, floor. it was a lanai. A lanai. It's a lanai. lanai. It's a Hawaii. And it's again, you could see west, so it was cool. Um, yeah. So you and, could see the beach from the lanai. And that's where she would go in the morning and have her morning coffee and sit out in between trips of what we're doing. And we're, we're only on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and, and when I was doing the research, I thought, you know, we, okay, we're going to bring the food. Like, we're going and taking our tourist dollars. We're bringing the food. But can we go further? Is there more we can do while we're there? So she arranged. All right, you tell. Yeah. So I started looking, is there something we could volunteer to help with? Um, so I found a, uh, an opportunity with a company called Feed My Sheep. Feed the Sheep. Right? Feed My Sheep. Feed My Sheep. Yes. So they do a food distribution. Um, so I set it up where we would do, you know, a four-hour food distribution and we had to get there we had to check in early and help set up we distributed food to you know the needy that needed it um and we helped break back down afterwards and there's something significant too though this organization doesn't just like take as many volunteers as you want and you've got 47 people standing around in a parking lot not knowing what to do they cap it off and so we met this couple there from washington Aaron and Ryan from Washington State, um, who came down and also volunteered. And both Aaron and Nicole told the same story, which was they went online to sign up to be part of this food distribution. And when they went back in to sign up their husbands, me and Ryan, they were not allowed to because they cap it at a certain number of people. And um, so that was pretty interesting to find out the morning of. But we got up, but real quick, shout out to... Your coffee. Oh, my coffee. Oh, man. Uh, was it uh, Akamai? Akame. Akame coffee. Oh. In Kie. It was so good. It was so good. And the, the whole little coffee shop was very zen. They even had like a sign that said, we don't have Wi-Fi. This is about relaxing and talk to people. Don't come so, here to work. Come here to yes. relax. But what was it? What to feather in my cap? Obviously, Hawaii was four hours behind our body clocks or something. So we we woke up at five in the morning and we're like, we're wide awake because it's nine or ten in Texas. And we laid there long enough to say, all right, let's get up. And I suggested, I said, look, we don't have to leave for uh, the food distribution for a couple hours. Why don't we go to one of the local coffee places for you? And she was resisting and resisting and resisting. But I said, we're going to do this. You like coffee. I don't like coffee. I'm a 55-year-old lawyer who has never had a cup of coffee in my life, and I will not change. But uh, she, I, we took her down there. I had seen it the night before, and she loved it. So that, that was, was great. great. And... So the theme of resisting trips doesn't just stop at trips. It's also coffee bars. And <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot well, of convincing going on. I just don't on. like to, like... <laughs> I have this real problem with thinking I don't deserve things. So that's where I was like, well, you know, we'll do what you want or we'll do what this, we'll do this to help whatever. And then, you know, I don't always, 
push for what I want. Yeah. And you know, you try to make sure everybody. You try to make sure everybody else is having a good time. Yeah. But but I never do without. After. I have more than I could ever have dreamed I would have. So, like, I don't want to be greedy. After a number of years of being together, I know what makes her happy. And even if it's little things, she did get the coffee to go as much as she loved the shop. We went back to Because we could have it on the lanai. That's why we did it. <laughs> so, we went to the food distribution oh, experience. Oh, by the way, Akamai, which I loved finding this out. It means intelligent or cool, and I really like that that word means both of those things interchangeably, because if you're intelligent, you're cool. We may be seeing one of Nicole's next tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we should say before we rule, uh, finish up that uh, food distribution thing was, it was kind of interesting. This might go down in the crazy story column, but it, it really a doesn't. crazy story. She met a woman who has her own podcast, Juliet. Juliet. Juliet has a podcast who works, she works with witnesses and lawyers and she preps, prepares them for testimony and she has a podcast about this. And when her and Nicole got to speaking about what they both do, she was dying to get Nicole to come on to her podcast for work purposes. And we said, well, we should have you on to our podcast one day about travel purposes. So it was, it was really, and it was really nice. It was, it was the couple from Washington. It was us. There was another couple that we met. Uh, names escaped me. Juliet, another woman. Interesting. This is very interesting. In Hawaii, we met a woman who is from originally from Jamaica. Her family emigrated to New York early in her life. They, she spent time in New York. At some point in time, she felt the calling to go to Hawaii. And so we meet her there, and we're like, we're going to Jamaica next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was really, it was really a great experience. And as I, I posted on my own Facebook page, I said, "Let's be real. I wouldn't spend hours on a plane and hundreds of dollars and come up with this idea. I usually do my giving in other ways. I'm not here this morning, if not for amazing. My soul is better because of how she steers it." And then it was after the food distribution that we went to uh, the food bank and gave and. You know, so we've been in Mau- we've been in Maui a little less than 24 hours. We've only got 48 to go. We feel pretty good about ourselves. So we so w- we had considered we were going to go to one of the bars that has the the Lahaina musicians come, but the sun came out. The sun came out, and I was like, oh, is it just like completely selfish if we go, like just get some beach time? But before we got beach time. We decided to oh, go yeah, toast to go ourselves and get a little something to eat. And we went to the Maui Brewing Company. And so it's a really cool bar. It's um, We had gone to one in, I can never remember the place. Ka- we st- Kanapali. Kanapali, which is where we stayed. It's north of uh, North Lahaina. of Lahaina in 2020. So, But the main one was here, right, real close to where we were at the Maui Food Bank. So we went there and we said, let's, let's you know, toast ourselves. Um, it was an interesting experience. The beers were great. The beers were great. The service was not mm. human. We didn't get food. We, we got there. Because it didn't look good. We got there and the deal was that you scanned the menu and then you placed the order of your beer and someone would bring it to you. And so, you know, you're reading, and there were two people there trying, being helpful. In fact, there was a couple behind us, an elderly couple that were useless with the technology, no offense, but 
And, I can just imagine, you know, an elderly couple walking right. into and the bar. They came to us like, can we get you some waters? Can we get you some napkins? They're like, well, we ordered our beers. We just don't know where. Oh, here they come now. And so <laughs> at the end, when we go, we're like, we had two drinks. We're like, oh, you know, this is kind of weird and not really. And we didn't see anything on the menu we liked. We said, well, let's go. And so something pops up that says uh, something about a tip. And I'm like, I said to Nicole, I said, who are we tipping? Artificial intelligence? That's the AI. <laughs> the AI. Tipping the AI, yeah. So that's when we left Maui Brewing. And we were really surprised by that whole experience because the Maui Brewing Company that we had been at, uh, Kanapali, had amazing food and and great service. And like the one of the cool things that they had was uh, – this whole ice bar so like where you put your beer was a block of ice so it kept your beer cold it was awesome it was really cool but they didn't have that at this other one and maybe it changed um after the uh pandemic i don't know anything's possible in that situation right so that's when we went and we went to the beach oh you're good be right there so we left the Maui Brewing Company and said, you know what, let's head back to the Airbnb. And Nicole smartly said, hey, we've been up a bunch of hours. We just had a couple of drinks. Let's get some food. We thought we were going there for food. So she found an incredible place in Kihei. Yeah, it's called Da Kitchen, D-A Kitchen. Um, and it was, you know, the reviews, there were some of the people that talked about the fact that it was in, like, you know, a hole in the wall in the shopping center. That doesn't bother me. I know. I know better. I know that some of the best places are hole in the walls. So I said, let's go there. It's not, it doesn't sound like a place we want to stay there and eat, but let's grab it, take it back to the Lanai at the Airbnb. We can have a meal on the Lanai Looking at the beach. And, so this, uh, is, this is an audio recording, and I just want everybody to know how much Nicole's face lights up every time she says the word lanai. Yeah. <laughs> when we retire to the Caribbean, I will have a lanai. She made that comment many times that weekend. Yes, that will happen. Thank you for listening. This has been part one of a two-part episode. Please stay tuned next week for the rest of the episode.